0: This is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News with Libby Collins.
1: Well, Jessica, you had uh, Colleen Alsberg on from Foxville Travel a few minutes ago, and she was talking about those flights being added out of Mitchell. We talked with Mark Cass about that a little bit later on. Uh, we've got a lot going on this morning, but before we do anything else, let's check in on this story. Safe and Sound is an extremely popular program in Milwaukee. And joining us is their program manager, Tanine Rucker. And first of all, let's start by asking you, what exactly is
2: Safe and Sound, Tanine? Safe and Sound is a nonprofit organization here in the city of Milwaukee. Our mission is to unite residents, youth, and law enforcement with resources that will impact our community, making it safer for all.
1: And I know, Tanine, that part of what you do is get people involved. And you've got a resident leader
2: training program that kicks off this Wednesday.
1: Tell us about that.
2: Yes, our resident leadership training program is a six-week module designed to empower our residents. We begin with talking about safer neighborhoods. Safer neighborhoods look different for everybody. Your safer neighborhood doesn't look like my safer neighborhood. However, we live on the same block. So how can we take both of our visions and make it safer for both of us. In our leadership training course, people will walk away with the knowledge of how to start a block watch how to contact their elected officials, how to come together and do a neighborhood cleanup, how to build a safer environment for everyone. They'll learn about their voting polls and where they need to go and vote. They'll also learn about other little things about um, elections, what elections we're holding, what's a local election versus a state election versus a national election. So they're going to walk away with a plethora of information in just that little six-week time.
1: And I know it brings people together, which is most important for our communities. So if anybody wants more information about being part of the Resident Leader Training Program through Safe and Sound, where can we learn more, Tanine?
2: If they want more information, they can visit our Safe and Sound Facebook page. They can register to attend the class at our info at safesound.org they can register again at info@safesound.org at they can also visit our instagram page which is at safesound Inc that's safesound INC and they'll get all the information they'll see some of our pictures from our last cohort and they can leave a comment and someone will respond to them right away.
1: Tanine thank you so much for joining us this morning thank you for having me. We have a very busy show ahead. You know, it's interesting how cremation is growing in popularity as funeral costs continue to rise. We're going to talk about some of the myths surrounding that process. We're also going to be joined by our assistant program director, Mike Spaulding. Uh, He's going to talk with us about some of the new personalities joining us this week right here at WTMJ. Also, I mentioned Mark Cass a minute ago. Well, uh, in addition to talking about those additional flights, Coming in and going out of Mitchell Airport, he's also going to discuss the NBA All-Star Game, once again, not being in Milwaukee. Matt Miller's here with us a little bit later on. He's going to tell us what he thinks about the new Bob Marley biopic. Our consumer expert, Michelle Ryan warns you about some utility scams. Of course, as always, we're going to look back at the Week in Review. We've got Isaac here. He's pushing those buttons. Jessica Gatzow is in the newsroom. And in just two minutes, it's Brandon Snide with sports right here on WTMJ. It is going to be a not so bad day for February. I mean, we're going to have some sunshine. We're going to get up to about 38 degrees currently we have 27 at 8 11 on WTMJ
3: A busy slate of college hoops throughout the state of Wisconsin on Saturday afternoon we'll start with number four ranked Marquette Golden Eagles who lost on the road to number one ranked and fellow Big East foe UConn this one by a final of 81 to 53 this one never really closed the route of the Golden Eagles they'll look to bounce back on Wednesday in Milwaukee, they'll go up against DePaul at Pfizer Forum. The Badgers fell in overtime as well on the road to Iowa. This one by a final score of 88 to 86. Bucky had one last second chance to try to take the lead, but they ultimately fall again. It's their fifth loss in their last six games. They now sit. At 17 and 9 on their season. On the winning side of things at least, the UWM Panthers sinking a three-pointer with just over one second left in the game. As they get the win, they knock off Northern Kentucky at home for their second consecutive win. This one, by final score of 73 to 72. Toss for Stewart.
0: Three in the win. Bullseye 1.2. Stewart buries one. There's always room for Jello. Timeout, Northern Kentucky. He had a birthday on Thursday, and he may have just won this game for the Panthers on Saturday night.
3: Scott Warris on the call there on 101.7 The Truth as UWM gets over the 500 mark with that victory last night, now sitting at 14-13 and 13 on their season. And lastly, a big night last night for Damian Lillard. Dane time securing his second consecutive three-point crown at the All-Star festivities on Saturday night in Indianapolis. His 26 points in the final round, good enough to take home his second three-point shootout trophy. Giannis and Dane will be back on the court later today for the league's 73rd annual All-Star game. That tip-off time is set for 7 p.m. I'm Brandon Snide, WTMJ Sports.
1: Thanks a lot, Brandon. It's always good to hear our buddy Scott Warris on those sportcasts. Uh We've got 815 right now. It's 27 degrees coming up. I'll give you that full forecast, and it's not so bad. Plus, we're going to be joined by Mark Cass from the Milwaukee Business Journal. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. It's going to be mostly sunny and breezy today. We're going to get up to about 40 degrees. And tonight, clear down to 24 your clouds come in, 40 degrees for a high. A like chance of a sprinkle under partly cloudy skies on Tuesday, but it warms up to 46 degrees. And then Wednesday, wow, we're going to get up to 51 with a slight chance of rain. It'll be partly to mostly cloudy and I'm hearing that by the following week we might even hit 60 degrees. Well, right now in Delafield we have 26. Uh, what well, Tosa, you've got 27. Sheboygan's at 28. It's 27 degrees at WTMJ at 817. And, uh, well, you know what? That means it's time to check in with Mark Cass. He's the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. Mark, we all love basketball. And of course the NBA is gonna hold the All-Star Game in Indy this weekend. But the Bucks also put in a bid to host the games in either 2025 or 26, and they didn't get it. Do you think we're ever gonna get an all-star basketball game back here in Milwaukee?
0: This one is interesting because when the Five opened in 2018, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, was here and he said we will host an NBA All-Star game in Milwaukee. He didn't say when. And so far, he has not backed up his word. They thought there was a lot of expectation on the hope for 25 or 26. That's not going to happen. 26 is actually in L.A., where the Clippers are still under construction with their new arena. So it's kind of surprising. Normally, these huge events go to a new arena. So it has not happened here. Will it happen here in the future? Hopefully, at some point. It sure doesn't look like. I think a lot of it could depend on how we do with the RNC. I'm sure how transportation handles how the hotels are handled, how everything works the RNC could help that effort. But as of now, no, and that's kind of disappointing because I know a lot of people expected it to come here after the arena was built, after that public helped with the arena. There was a lot of expectation of having such a major event here.
1: Oh, yeah. And I can't believe it was 1977 that that last occurred here in town. When I
0: think about that, along with the RNC and you know, 25, 26, what that have meant to Milwaukee.
1: Well, I've been to Indianapolis, and they don't have the lakefront we have, so they're missing out. Hopefully, they're going to come here soon. I don't soon. think
0: they have a lakefront, do they? I think they have a <laughs> no, river. Maybe that's it. No, I don't
1: on. even think they have a river in Indianapolis. All right, let's move on, because speaking about the river, there is going to be the first enclosed dog park, along with the brew tap, yeah. right along the Milwaukee River. When are they starting construction on this one?
0: It's a fun story. It's something that I probably heard about like a year and a half ago. I said, "Yeah, no, it's never going to happen," but it is. They're actually going to start construction this spring. Probably open in fall. Right along the river, under the freeway, right in the heart of downtown, right off of Plankington on the third ward, right next to Boxtown Brewing. So you'll be able to have a beer, walk your dog, run your dog, play there. Just a great new impact right in that area where there's nothing right now. So this is really good for the city. As you and I have talked over the years about how many people are moving to downtown, all these new apartments
4: that are moving downtown.
0: Well, you know what comes with these people? They bring their dogs, right? And they need places for them to play and to run and to have fun. So this is a nice project, one that had a lot of help from a lot of individuals in the city. It's going to come together and be a nice new addition. I'll be over there with my dog. I'm sure I'll see you there, right?
1: Miko is looking forward to it. We've talked about it. So he's he's aware. Woof. All right. Now, we had experience with this because my husband had to plan to fly in and out of Milwaukee, and we just happened to book that flight. You know, we were afraid of what those rates were going to be. But just as they were releasing new flights in and out of Milwaukee, and all of a sudden, there's this huge growth spurt at Mitchell and more flights being added and some really good prices out there, surprisingly.
0: Yeah, you know, this has been interesting for me to watch because, you know, back eight, nine or seven years ago, we had more nonstop flights. If you go back 20 years, we had a lot of nonstop flights. But through 2019, 2020, 2021 we lost all those flights. Now they're coming back and we've seen a nice surge of flights, whether it's Raleigh, North Carolina, San Diego. Florida, Philadelphia, all of a sudden we've had these new flights added. We, we actually had another one this week, adding another flight to Seattle. Anytime we can add any non-stops to the West Coast, to the East Coast, is important because one, it's good for execs, it's also good for travel. So our airport is on a nice run right now. They're getting a lot of new flights. They're really growing traffic, spring break-wise. They're adding planes. They're adding seats. You know, really seeing a lot of growth there. So it seems to be working. Seems to be a lot more people flying out of Milwaukee. And as these non-stops are added, it just is good for the region from a lot of ways.
1: And it's a great airport, too. I love going in and out. It is. Of, I mean,
0: come on. Uh, yeah, How great it is it to leave your house? You're there in 20 minutes. You get through security. You're at your gate in like 20 minutes. You get to a park right near the door. I mean, it is a wonderful, easy airport to travel through.
1: It is. And everybody who works there is so nice. But, of course, they're all from Wisconsin. Let's talk about this plan out in Greenfield where they're planning to take the former spring wall and convert it into apartments. I mean, this is a real trend. And why are we seeing more residential development in the suburbs?
0: How many weeks have we talked about retail that's being converted to apartments, right? You've seen it at all the malls, whether it's Brookfield Square, whether it's Mayfair, whether it's Southridge. Here's a spring mall, not obviously as large as these other malls, but again, a retail that's not working. Apartments that are needed everywhere. So now you're seeing a real growth in the suburbs of apartments. You and I have talked many times about all the high rises, all the upscale apartments that are being opened in the heart of downtown. Now we're moving to the suburbs. You're seeing them in Greenfield. You're seeing them in Connemawack. You're seeing them in Kenosha. As the housing market kind of shifts around, interest rates rose, not as much movement in terms of homes being sold. This is what happens you just have more apartments. So here's a case where they're being converted. There are going to be more options there. And I think you're going to see more of this. There are a lot of areas in Milwaukee, whether it's Greenfield, Franklin, up on the North Shore, where there are opportunities for apartments, and you're going to see more of them as the people look to move around.
1: Finally, We're got to go back to last Sunday because most of us had our TV on. on. We were watching the Super Bowl, and of course, our favorite part. I kind of enjoyed the game, especially that fourth quarter. But let's (laughs) talk about what I was really interested in, and that's the commercials. Did you have a favorite?
0: I did. I had a couple favorites. One is, you know me and pickleball. I love it. So the babies who were playing the game for the E-Trader ad, I thought was hilarious. I thought it was well done. And New Day's growing sport that was just going crazy, I thought that was well done. Also, I have to admit, I like the Ben Affleck ad. Oh, I love that. All all of his friends and J-Lo and Brady. And I thought the humor was there.
1: Are you going to get the orange jumpsuit? Because you know you can buy those online.
0: you shouldn't speak to my wife. Don't encourage her. No, I'm not getting that. Please don't encourage her to get me that. <laughs> you look great
1: right on the pickleball court with it.
0: Oh yeah. I look really good on the pickleball court with that. But, and then how they extended it all week with kind of more drops on Twitter and more drops on social media was really well done. I thought there were some great ads. I thought there were some not so great ads. I can't believe how much is paid for those ads. It's crazy, but I really like those. I also thought I saw a lot more celebrities. So I have to ask you now, what was your favorite ad?
5: Well, I
1: loved the Affleck one. That sort of knocked it out of the park for me. But okay. the other one, and you didn't mention it, was Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, to say, with his neighbor. Trying neba. To that word. Neba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to talk about
0: my neighbor. And who was he with at the end of the commercial?
1: Danny DeVito.
0: It's Danny DeVito and Twins. Yeah. Right? All of us can always yeah. remember the movie Twins. Yeah. But I agree with you. That was a funny one. That would have been in my three or four ones. I like pickleball. Got to go back to it. Come on, he's playing pickleball, saying, "Thank you for coming to our clinic. The first one's free." I mean, come on, what a great ad! What a yeah, well,
1: we know you in pickleball, and I am. I'm going to talk to your wife about that orange traction. <laughs> I could see you in that right now. Hey, Mark, as always, great to have you here.
0: Always good to talk to you, and I'll talk to you next week.
1: I really could see Mark Cass in a uh, orange traction playing pickleball. I in. Boy, if he ever gets that, I'm gonna get a picture of it. All right, it is 825. We have 27 degrees at WTMJ. There's a new song out, and you might be surprised who's behind it. We're gonna tell you about it right after this. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News.
6: Wisconsin. Find us at lastclassservice.com. <laughs>
5: St. Texas. Ooh. Ain't no holdin'. Hey. So
7: lay
1: cards down, 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 down. So that's a Talkin new country lessons, album. Or country song, up. I should say. Isaac, you are into music big time. That effect you've got an album coming out soon. We'll talk about that in a couple weeks. But um do you know who that is who's singing?
8: I'm it sounds like a few people, but not off the top of my head, no.
1: Okay, yeah, it sounds it, very it, familiar. Jessica. Huh? Yeah, 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 what do you think? Do, I mean, does that sound like a real country song to you?
7: Well, it depends on your definition, but I'd say yes.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh and 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 believe it or not, that song is causing some controversy because the singer of that, and if we can play that a little bit more, maybe Isaac, if you can get that up again. Uh let's see if if anybody can recognize it. Just play it from the top here. And, and but but the interesting thing is, this is somebody that you would not normally think of being a country singer, but yeah, okay, so I mean got a little guitar pick there, kind of like that, right? But the thing is, I'm ho- waiting for the voice here so you can hear it. So see if you can figure out who this is singing.' No hey. so down, 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 down. It's Beyonce. Believe it or not, that is Beyonce singing a country song, Texas Hold'em. They, you know, they did a slight little preview of that during the Super Bowl last week. And at the time, I, you know, I had seen her sort of in a cowboy hat or whatever, and I just thought, okay, that's, you know, just just the fashion. But apparently on her new album, she's got this song, and I think there's another country song. Does that surprise you, Jessica, that Beyonce is singing country?
7: It actually doesn't, because I think, you know, crossing over multiple genres is so common now. uh, It actually doesn't surprise me that much.
1: You you know, she is from Houston. She's a Texas girl. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and, and I guess, and this is where it caused some controversy. There was this country station in Oklahoma where they got a request for the new Beyonce song, and they happened to reply we 're a country station we don 't play Beyonce, which caused this huge uproar with 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 you know the beehive and apparently they said, you know and of course there were causes, there were people saying oh it 's racist and all this, but in fact, <laughs> the program director at this country station said, "Wait a minute we didn 't even know Beyonce had a country song because it just sort of slipped in there, but I know I, I kind of like it I kind of like it 's got a nice beat, and you can dance to it." have probably yeah, heard definitely. that before. <laughs> All right. Okay. So that's a new Beyonce song. Uh, let's see. We're coming up to 830. We've got Jessica here in the WTMJ Breaking News Center. Welcome back to the second half hour of Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. I'm Libby Collins. A little bit later on this morning, we can hear about cremation and some of the myths surrounding it that might surprise you. But before we do anything else, let's take a look back because... There were back-to-back wins for the Chiefs. Punch keys, galore. And the former president was in court. There's more than that, too. It's the Week in Review, brought to you by Outdoor Living Unlimited. What
9: we do here is go back-to-back. to back, 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 back you got to fight for your right to fight. Chiefs Kingdom has started its own history class. He's here.
4: Ah, flack on the track.
0: What up, bro? Fringe.
9: Beyonce
4: dropped two new songs from her album in the commercial. That's when they debuted. If my wife had that much money, I'd be
10: so good. I would be giving her a pedicure every day. I would be, and I don't like feet. I'm afraid of feet.
4: Listen, I'm a toe expert. <laughs> you are right over there, Wyatt. you You uh, really, your mind. you really got me, John. You really got me. A community morning together. Funeral services held Saturday for Gina and Emerson Weingard. We danced together.
2: Known each other. Just our whole lives. Just crazy that that was just kind of taken away.
6: Aerial surveys showed around 450 shanties on Lake Winnebago opening weekend. That's down from more than 3,000 in 2023. UTM, they were a slow season.
1: We'll be busy with just onlookers, but as for Spears, it'll be the diehard.
6: A mass
0: casualty incident has now been declared in Austin County after a vehicle drove into the emergency room at St. David's North Austin
10: Medical Center. Hands it back to Kulik. He's oh, open gotta three. got to do it. The Wisconsin State Senate has passed legislative maps drawn by Governor Tony Evers. The yeas are 214 and the nays are 213. The resolution is
3: adopted.
0: House Republicans finally getting that critical vote after earlier failing to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas.
5: We did exactly what we should
11: be doing. Now it's up to the Senate to do their job.
0: National Bakery co-owner Jeff Callen
8: tells WTMJ they've prepared over 40,000 Puski the last two days.
9: This day is so fun. We turned it into this great event. It's the one time of the year where everybody's happy
6: to wait in line. It's a great tradition in Milwaukee. It has been for a really long time. Maybe it's Ponshki.
11: The 13-year-old girl initially was listed as a runaway after she disappeared from her home near Greenville, South Carolina. Authorities later determined she'd been in contact with a Wisconsin man named Tyler Michael Berlick. Burlick faces federal kidnapping charges. <laughs>
10: amid a celebration in Kansas City. Police say several people have been
4: shot attending the Super Bowl parade for the Kansas City Chiefs. There were gunshots fired somewhere outside of Union Station here.
1: I'm angry at what happened today.
4: As I'm
0: tackling him, I see his weapon either fall out of his hand or out of his sleeve. So when I see that hit the ground, I'm like, oh, we got to take this guy down. this.
10: Yannis, the marvelous journey, takes fans back to Athens for Yanni's childhood and all the way through his championship season.
5: You have subjects like the Antetokounmpo family that have really never told their story through their own words. They had a lot to say. Milwaukee's fire chief and private ambulance partners vowing to make changes to EMS response policy after Jolene Waldruff died in the cold despite calling 911 for help in January.
11: We don't have to be forced to do anything. We have a willingness to comply and do what's right and we will do that. That is a stopgap measure, so that
8: is something that has happened just given the urgency of the situation.
3: Trump had pushed to dismiss and delay, just as he has in his three other criminal cases, but this one will move forward.
6: gonna have to sit here for months what a trial. A trial that legal scholars say there's no crime.
0: From the minute she took the witness stand.
6: It is a lie. It is, it is.
2: It is a talk.
0: lie. Fulton County Prosecutor Fonnie Willis was pushing back against any idea that her relationship with the special prosecutor she hired was a means to make money off of her prosecution of former President Donald Trump charged in the Georgia
10: election interference case. What a week. How about that day? baby? I'm afraid of feet. Goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, the Weekend.
1: And the weekend review is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. Well, if you're kind of like a lot of us are, it's no so fun to open up those utility bills, but just imagine if somebody were trying to take advantage of you. Michelle Ryan, and our consumer expert, joins us in just a couple minutes with a few tips for you, just in case. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Mm-hmm. Today's not going to be too bad for the 18th of February. It'll be mostly sunny and breezy, a high of 40 degrees. Yes, there will be some wind gusts, but not horrible. Then tonight, clear and down to 24. Tomorrow looks partly cloudy, 40 for a high. Tuesday, we warm up just a little bit to 46, but we do have a slight chance of a few sprinkles. Then Wednesday, we're going to get up to 51 degrees with slight rain chances and uh, partly to mostly cloudy throughout the day. Uh, Currently, we have in Cedarburg 28 degrees, so Creek's at 29, Brookfield's at 28. We have 29 degrees at 842 on WTMJ. Joining us is Michelle Reinen. She's our consumer expert. And Michelle, I know you have seen a lot of winter utility scams this year.
5: We certainly have. You know, between those deep snows and the sub-zero temperatures and this warm-up, it's really going to throw people off their guard with scammers. They threaten to disconnect utilities due to late payments, incorrectly filed documents, or another reason unless you pay immediately. And when you're in dire need of your heat because it's freezing cold out, we need to be sure we don't respond emotionally to these scammers who are are making phone calls. Try to remember that the local utility company is not going to call you and demand a payment. There are different methods for doing disconnections. In our state, we also prohibit disconnection for unpaid bills until April 15th of 2024. That's a moratorium that's applied to keep people secure and safe in their homes. So it's another reason why these scammers use emotion to try and create confusion.
1: Michelle, if there are consumers out there who need assistance with their utility bills, who can they reach? Who can they call?
5: You can find resources from the Public Service Commission of Wisconsin at psc.wi.gov. And you can apply for energy, utility, water, and emergency rental assistance through the statewide customer care center. There you can visit energyandhousing.wisconsin.gov. That's energyandhousing.wisconsin.gov. And there's always 211 to provide you information and help direct you to resources as well
1: it's eight forty four, and uh coming up in just one minute we have brandon Snyden sports and also ahead it's matt miller he's got his thoughts on the new Bar- bob marley movie it's all ahead of wisconsin weekend morning news
3: a rough weekend of college hoops last night for wisconsin will begin with the badgers who in a nail-biting big ten road matchup fell just short as iowa Edged out number 20, Wisconsin, by a final score of 88 to 86 in overtime. Tony Perkins emerged as the hero for the Hawkeyes. Unfortunately, he sunk a crucial layup with just 1.3 seconds left. The Badgers had one last final shot, but they fell just short. Despite that effort, though, which was highlighted by Stephen Crawles' 22 points, they faltered in multiple key moments in that second half, including at the end of overtime. Max Klezmans missed three pointer late in the Iowa's defensive stand as time expired proved to be the decisive factor in the Badgers' loss once again. The 17-9 Badgers will return back to Madtown on Tuesday night to host Maryland. The number 4-ranked Marquette Golden Eagles snapped their 8-game win streak on Saturday afternoon, this one on the road just like the Badgers, and a showdown for Big East Supremacy. Top-ranked UConn dominating number 4 Marquette from start to finish in this one, finishing it off with an 81-53 victory. Cam Jones led the Eagles with 15 points, but... Just not enough for Marquette. They'll look to bounce back again coming up with a three-game homestand. The two teams will meet again on March 6th in Milwaukee, UConn, and Marquette. But first for Shaka Smart and his squad is a three-game homestand starting with DePaul on Wednesday. From two teams who took losses to one team, well, who seems to not be able to lose. The Milwaukee Admirals knocking out the Manitoba Moose yesterday afternoon to win their not one, not their second, but their 16th straight game. This one by a final of 4-0. The ad's also securing their fourth straight shutout on the road. And lastly, here's some NBA news, according to Chris Haynes of TNT. The Mocky Bucks submitting a bid for the 2027 or 2028 NBA All-Star Game to be held in Milwaukee at the Pfizer Forum. I'm Brandon Snide, WTMJ Sports.
1: Thanks a lot, Brandon. Well, it's not going to be long. We've got Matt Miller from onmilwaukee.com joining us. Is it worth going to see the... New Bob Marley movie? Well, he's going to tell you. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News.
0: WTMJ, W277CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Don't worry about a
4: thing. thing Gonna be
1: all all right. right. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Is that microphone on? on? Okay. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> it's coming up to 8:49. And let's check in on with our media critic and pop culture editor at onmilwaukee.com Matt Miller. I was really getting into the music there. Everything's going to be all right. Matt. Matt? <laughs> Matt? Yeah. Yeah, if you, if you if you like
9: that song, you'll like the the movie then too because it's got a lot more of the uh, the Bob Marley soundtrack, got a lot more of the Bob Marley song. Uh, It it is just a snapshot of his life, which I actually think is a really interesting choice. It's not the Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, classic style. He has to think about his entire life before he performs type of biopic that I think some of us were concerned about this being. Uh, But yeah, if, if you're a fan of his music, I think you might enjoy Bob Marley, One Love, I don't think it's uh, breaking any new ground in the biopic world or anything like that. But I think his story is interesting enough, and the performances are good enough, and the, obviously the music is good enough.
1: Well, I, I heard that one of the actors who plays one of the whalers, uh, Marley's band, mm-hmm. he's actually the son of one of the original musicians. So, I mean, there's a little bit of authenticity here.
9: Yeah, that can be a double-edged sword though. The the movie is produced by Ziggy Marley, uh, and oh, you know, the, okay. Yeah, and so it's produced
1: by these, the son of, yeah.
9: Exactly. Yeah, and that can like I said, that can be a double-edged sword. Obviously, if you're going to make a movie about Bob Marley, you're going to want, you know, you know, some insight. you want like, you know, some information that, you know, a son or a family member might have, and obviously they have the music, they have the rights. Um, but at the same time, obviously, when you have a kind of brand-assisted biopic, you're not going to get, you know, a lot of the bumps and the warts and the, the kind of uh, a- angles to a biopic that, you know, a brand management kind of look is not going to want in a movie
0: like this.
1: <laughs> you know, th- it's interesting that you bring that up, and we weren't playing on talking about this, but I just want to get your feel on it. Apparently, there's a new Michael Jackson Biography movie that's being produced I think by Jermaine and Jermaine's son plays Michael Jackson and I've seen some of the the, the outtakes on it he is the spitting image it's I, but but as you said you know it'll have some authenticity but again it's going to be shaded by the fact that it's the family producing it.
9: Yeah, and I, I, there, were some grum, there was some grumbling about the actor playing Bob Marley in One Love and people being like, oh, he doesn't look that much like Bob Marley. But here's the thing, you know, if you want to see someone who looks a lot like a famous musician, go to a wax museum, you know? Go oh. to, you know, I, I, like, I, I'm sorry, the job of these biopics is not to just make somebody who looks just like, the performer themselves—they have to be able to act too. So, yeah, maybe what? you know, maybe uh, the the Jackson family member looks like Michael Jackson, but can he actually act? Can he perform? Can he bring mm-hmm. some authenticity to a story? Or is it just going to be a case of wow, you're a really impressive lookalike?
5: That's and if a good that's point. The case,
9: like, you can hire lookalikes for anything, you know, yeah. <laughs> for, for for children's birthday parties. That doesn't we mean could get that a lookalike.
1: We could get yeah. look like Matt Miller.
9: <laughs> well, don't. You? I mean, in fairness, I'm a very generic looking human being. No, you get a stop. you get a standard mannequin at a <laughs> at a Gap store, and uh, no. that looks like me.
1: Going back to the guy who's playing Bob Marley, wasn't he in the Barbie movie? Wasn't he one of the Kens?
9: He is Kingsley Ben adir He was in the Barbie movie as one of the the Kens. He's also his kind of breakout performance was in one night in Miami, which came out in 2020 where he played Malcolm X and he's terrific oh. in that. He's terrific in that movie. Uh, it's it, it kind of sad that 2020 is a kind of forgotten movie year for obvious reasons, but there were still really great movies that came out that year. And one night in Miami was really terrific. And I, I, am glad to see that. what well, Bob Marley, one love is doing well this weekend. A, because I like seeing good actors, you know, get a moment to be in the spotlight like this and get to thrive in it. But also, movie theaters have really needed some hits lately. It's been a really hard start to the year. Studios haven't released much, and what they have released, people haven't seen. Uh, so it's nice to see, you know, some movies come out this weekend that people are actually interested in and uh, that are bringing people back to the movie theater.
1: All right, let's talk about a, sh- uh, And I think this is on one of the streamers, Madam Webb
9: that is a movie. That is a Oh, that is a movie. movie.
1: Oh, no, it's a no, real honestly, movie. Okay. But what what is it? I'm confused by uh, the title. I mean,
9: honestly, it's terrible. It's a bad movie. It's a superhero movie uh by Sony, uh but it doesn't feel like a superhero movie and honestly, it's funny that you were like you think that's on streaming cuz honestly, it plays, looks, feels like a streaming superhero movie on like the CW or Max or something like that it looks cheap it plays cheap the only real entertainment value of it is how much Dakota Johnson the movie's lead does not seem to want to be there whatsoever so you get some you get some fun line readings because she's clearly keeping herself at
1: you say it's Madam Web. I mean, does that have anything to do with Spider-Man?
9: Technically. So this is going to be kind of technically. confusing. But
1: that's, that's always a bad word when you're talking about a movie. <laughs>
9: it's it's not it's never a good sign when you're busting out a technically. Um, but, yeah, so this is a part of the kind of Sony Marvel movies universe because while Marvel owns, you know, Captain America, Iron Man, you know, Uh, the Avengers all of those are Marvel movies Sony still owns the Spider-Man movies so they've been making stuff like Madame Web or Morbius that kind of exists in the world of Spider-Man because you know Spider-Man very profitable very very popular character Um, so there's references to Ben Parker there's references to a baby being born that is obviously Peter Parker But the movie never brings that together in any way, and they spend the entire movie teasing that Peter Parker is about to be born, and then they never even say the name Peter Parker. They never do anything with it. It is all just there, so that way I guess the audience is like, yep, that's... That's future Spider Man. It, it it has a it's very weird and again it, it, you never see Spider Man, you never see Peter Parker, it has nothing to do with the story or anything interesting to do with the story. Honestly, there's very little superheroic stuff in the movie period, because Madame Webb barely does anything. The three spider women that she is trying to say 99.8 percent of the movie not being fighter people, they never have powers at any point in the movie. It's just a very odd, boring movie that is not worth anyone's time. Sounds
1: <laughs> like they just want to get you into the web of that theater. All right, before uh, you go, ah, you like that? Okay, okay. So I don't think you've seen this, but I'm kind of obsessed with it right now because it's on FX. Capote versus the Swans. Do you know what I'm talking about?
9: This is the new Ryan Murphy series, correct? Yes.
1: Yeah, and he does, I. You know what? I. I have to say, when he takes on a project, it's it's always fascinating to me. But this is about Truman Capote and all of these very glamorous uh, society women of the '50s and the '60s, New York and '70s, like um, uh, Lee Radswell and um, CZ Guest, and Babe Paley, and it's a relationship with them, and Joanne Carson, who was the second wife of Johnny Carson. Now, the reason I bring this up is I once interviewed Joanne Carson. Truman Capote, in his later years after he had had a falling out with all these other women, lived with Joanne Carson in her home. And I believe he died there. But for years, she carried his cremains around with her after he died oh. and was cremated. Well, the reason I'm bringing this up, Matt, is cremation is growing in popularity. And we're going to talk about it right after the news. You like my teas? That was that was a walk. That was a walk. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you walked with me, Matt. All right, listen. Hey, wa- seriously, watch watch Truman Capote versus the Swans. It's pretty good. All right, thanks so much. And you can of course follow Matt Miller. You can walk with him too uh, yeah, by checking out his columns at oddmilwaukee.com. I'm Libby Collins. It's 8:59 after Jessica in the news. As I said, we're going to talk about cremation. It's all ahead right here on WTMJ.
0: This is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News with Libby Collins.
1: And welcome back to Hour 2. A little bit later on this hour, we're going to be talking with our own Mike Spaulding. He, of course, is the Assistant Program Director here at WTMJ. And this is a big, big week for us because we are welcoming some new personalities to the station. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, you, you may have heard of them. You may know them. But you're really going to get to know them, as you can listen to him every day right here on WTMJ. And we're going to find out more about that in just a few minutes. Right now, it's 9.08 on WTMJ. More and more people are choosing cremation as an option over burial. And joining us is Jeff Klotschka. He is one of the owners of Prosser Klotschka Funeral Homes. And tell me, why is cremation growing in popularity, Jeff? Well,
11: cremation has been growing in popularity for the past 30 years and for several factors. The economics of it, cremation is more affordable than a traditional burial in a cemetery. We are a much more mobile society than we have ever been before. So meaning that children of the deceased no longer live in the communities that they grow up in. So rather than having a family member laid to rest in a cemetery where no one is going to visit them, they choose cremation because it is just much more of a practical application from what was done generations ago. And also, it's just something different that just resonates sense with with consumers.
1: Yeah, you made the comment that it's more affordable. And I know there's some controversy about discount providers. Explain what that means.
11: In the last 10 plus years in the Milwaukee market, we have seen discount cremation providers popping up left and right. And these discount providers sometimes are shadow companies of existing funeral homes, but sometimes they are startups by operators that may not have the same experience as a traditional funeral home. Oftentimes, families are lured into a low price only to be given something different at the time of a person's passing when you add on all the extras. So
1: what are some of the questions consumers should ask before deciding on cremation?
11: Some great questions that families should be asking is, is this the complete price? What may I be charged extra for? Questions that they should absolutely be answering is, who owns and who operates the crematory where the cremation will be taking place? Families should also be asking, how is my loved one going to be cared for? And what I mean by this is that in the state of Wisconsin, we have specific statutes that state that when a person passes away and if the procedure of embalming is not going to be performed because that does not need to happen in every case, especially with a cremation service where there's not going to be a viewing. Embalming does not need to take place. But according to Wisconsin state statutes, a person's body still must be washed, bathed, and disinfected. And then also they should be asking too, does the funeral home have refrigeration to keep the person until the moment of cremation?
1: Is it possible to have a viewing of someone who is going to be cremated?
11: As a matter of fact, probably about a third of the families that choose cremation still have that traditional type of funeral. And then in the end, rather than going to the cemetery, they will have a cremation take place.
1: But if they don't embalm, that has to be done quickly, correct?
11: If they choose not to have embalming, the cremation is typically going to take place anywhere from three to five days after the person passes away. And I say that typical three to five days, that's what's our funeral home. Again, some discount providers are telling families that they may have to wait up to three weeks to receive their family member back.
1: That sounds a little more disturbing than it should be.
11: Yes. And unfortunately, this is one of the messages that is not being received to families until they're making commitments to these discount providers.
1: We're talking with Jeff Kletchka. He is with Prosser Kletchka Funeral Homes. In spite of laws that bar scattering of ashes in public places, there's still a lot of people who do it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, not in, not in the state of Wisconsin, but I personally know of at least two families just in the last year or two who have done this in places where they probably shouldn't have. Why is that a bad idea? I don't want
11: to say that it's necessarily a bad idea to scatter a person's cremated remains. Say, for example, families may do this on a golf course. They may choose to do this uh, on a favorite lake or a public waterway. The laws are such that the state of Wisconsin is not going to advocate for anyone to put anything into the water. And I think that's fairly self-explanatory, but I won't necessarily, it's a bad idea. I don't know of anyone that's ever been arrested for scattering a person's cremated remains. But I think when families do it, and if they are going to be doing it in a public place, that they should be very discreet about it, if possible, and never to do it on someone else's private property without permission.
1: All right. And then finally, Jeff. When should you have a conversation with loved ones about your intentions?
11: That conversation can be held at any time. I firmly believe that every family should have a written plan, not unlike a will, not unlike advanced directives for adults as they get older. I believe everyone should have a written plan for what their final wishes are for their funeral and or cremation services. And that conversation can be at any time.
1: And how complete should it be? Just, this is what I want? Or is it a good idea to plan the entire funeral in advance?
11: Oh, it is, yes. There are many advantages to a person planning their funeral in advance with a funeral home here in the state of Wisconsin. It puts your wishes on paper. It lets your family know exactly what you want to do. There are options in the state of Wisconsin where families can actually pay for their funerals ahead of time. Some funeral homes, ours included, will give a cost guarantee to families, promising them that no one will ever have to pay more out of pocket for the funeral home's fees and merchandise ever again. These plans are portable, meaning that you can move them from funeral home to funeral home within the state of Wisconsin, or you can transfer them out of state. And any funeral home is going to accept a pre-planned funeral from another funeral home. It may not be payment in full at another funeral home, but funeral homes will accept it as payment.
1: Jeff Kletchka from Prosser Kletchka Funeral Homes. Thanks so much for joining us today.
11: You're welcome, Libby. Thank you so much, and I hope you have a wonderful day.
1: It's nine fourteen. I know it's a difficult subject, and maybe because... Um... In my own family, we've had that discussion a number of times. Some family members have been cremated, others haven't. Um, I've had friends that that was their choice. And it, it, it's one of those things that, you know, unless you're really faced with it, people don't think about it. But anyway. All right, uh, coming up in just a minute. <laughs> Boy, that's kind of a down thing to be talking about on a Sunday morning, isn't it? Coming up in just a minute, a couple of minutes, I should say, we have Brandon Snide, and he has sports. And, yes, that is something we want to talk about here on WTMJ. It's 30 degrees at
3: 9.15. A busy slate of college hoops throughout the state of Wisconsin on Saturday afternoon. We'll start with number 4-ranked Marquette Golden Eagles, who lost on the road to number 1-ranked and fellow Big East foe UConn. This one by a final of 81-53. to This one never really closed the route of the Golden Eagles. They'll look to bounce back on Wednesday in Milwaukee. They'll go up against DePaul at Pfizer Forum. The Badgers fell in overtime as well on the road to Iowa. This one by a final score of 88-86. to Bucky had one last second chance to try to take the lead, but they ultimately fall again. It's their fifth loss in their last six games. They now sit at 17 and nine on their season. On the winning side of things at least, the UWM Panthers sinking a three pointer with just over one second left in the game. As they get the win, they knock off Northern Kentucky at home for their second consecutive win, this one by final score of 73 to 72. Toss for Stewart, three in the win,
0: bullseye! 1.2, Stewart buries one, there's always room for jello, timeout Northern Kentucky! He had a
3: birthday on Thursday, and he may have just won this game for the Panthers on Saturday night. Scott Warris on the call there on 101.7 The Truth as UWM gets over the 500 mark with that victory last night, now sitting at 14-13 and 13 on their season. And lastly, a big night last night for Damian Lillard. Dame time securing his second consecutive three-point crown at the All-Star festivities on Saturday night in Indianapolis. His 26 points in the final round, good enough to take home his second three-point shootout trophy. Giannis and Dame will be back on the court later today for the league's 73rd annual All-Star game. That tip-off time is set for 7 p.m. I'm Brandon Snide, WTMJ Sports.
1: Thanks a lot, Brandon. It is 9-19. We have 30 degrees. I'm going to have your forecast right after this. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Could be mostly sunny. Breezy today. Those wind gusts up to about 30 miles an hour, but we'll get up to around 40 degrees. And tonight, clear down to 24. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, 40 degrees. We start to warm up a little bit by Tuesday. We have a slight chance of a few sprinkles and a high of 46 degrees. But on Wednesday, listen to this one, slight chance of rain. Partly to mostly cloudy, but we're going to get up to 51 degrees. Right now in Mequon, it's 29. Uh, Kenosha has 31. Economist at 29. We have 31 degrees at WTMJ at 922.
0: The following is a paid presentation. Advice and opinions expressed during the Sunday sip are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee,
10: LLC. I'm Vince Petrano, and this is the Sunday Sip. Today we are talking with Inspired Closets Milwaukee. My friends, Katie and Dan are with us to talk all things about leading a more organized life. Great to see you both. Great to Hi, see you. Guys. As we talk about Inspired Closets Milwaukee and what you help people do, I think this is more about cleaning up the house or more about putting things in neat spots. That's important. But one thing I learned from you both is how important psychologically having a more organized space can be. You've talked about the differences that makes in people's lives, like freeing you up for more time, lowering your stress level, all things that you do.
8: Correct. We definitely calm the chaos in the home. It's it's very chaotic <laughs> yes. when you don't want to go into an area or you can't use a space in your home because it's not organized properly and doesn't function around your lifestyle.
10: You know, you're a national company, but you're locally based, Katie.
7: Yes, we are. We are locally based in Waukesha, Wisconsin.
10: So that really makes a difference. I've said this a number of times when I, when I speak about Inspired Closets in Milwaukee. I can go online and type in closets and a million different places come up. So let's talk a little bit about what makes you different outside of the fact that obviously we can come and visit the showroom and work directly with you. Have someone walk us through that process of redesigning a space. Correct.
8: That is probably one of our biggest differences that we do have a showroom. Many of our competitors in the area, you can't go in, test and see, and really understand how many different vignettes We have 15 vignettes. 15. And right in our showroom that shows all the different spaces in the home and all the different options. So the nice part is coming into the showroom, we can design it for you right in front of you, 3D-wise. And right in it, we have big screen TVs and really have the customer be a part of the whole
10: design process. Katie, I thought that was super valuable when I went out and visited the showroom, that I could pull on the drawers, I could move the closets. And then also you have things set up so that, I mean, it's called Inspired Closets Milwaukee for a reason. Like, be inspired. There are things that I wouldn't have thought that I could do to a space that you show in the showroom.
7: Absolutely. We can do pantries. We can do entryways. We have garages. If you're tight on space, we have organizers for that. We can pretty much do whichever room you want. Murphy beds, offices.
10: Yeah, and Dan, I thought that was interesting, too. She mentions Murphy beds. You know, The extra office with so many people working from home. People want to convert a space or have a shared space. What I love about how you had that set up with a spare bedroom is... When you're in there to do your work, if it's a virtual call or, you know, whatever you need to do on the computer, it feels like an office when you can push that bed away. And then when you need it for a bedroom, then it's a bedroom. But it doesn't feel like, you know, a bedroom with a computer in the corner. Correct.
8: And we really have worked hard to understand how to design our spaces like that. So that way it is multifunctional because when you go in and you want to use it as your office, you don't want it to feel like a bedroom. It wants to be more of a professional atmosphere. And we do that by mixing and matching colors, adding lighting, and really making it a nice bright space so you can see your work as you're working on it. And then when it's a bedroom, it's highlighted for the bedroom space.
7: Or a play
10: space. Or a play space. (laughs) We're talking with Katie and Dan from Inspired Closets, Milwaukee. Folks ask me all the time, like, oh, I hear you talking about Inspired Closets. How much does it cost? Well, it's hard to give them an answer because everything you do is custom. The great thing is with your 3D software, with the other things that you can provide, people will know what it costs before they go into the project,
8: right? Cost is a huge factor. We don't hide from it. We're very transparent with our cost. It's on our website, and we talk about it because the budget is important in this process, and we want to make sure we can create a space for you that fits within your budget. And sometimes, you know, we can extend that budget or make some changes
10: to the designs to fit in that budget, Katie, I love that part about it too. Like you sit down, you get excited about a project, the cost comes in and you're like, this is a little outside of what I was thinking. Okay, well, what if we did this with the hardware or what if we made this space smaller? There are things that you can do.
7: Absolutely. We can tweak it to your budget and to what you want. We can change the color. You know, the more product equals the more cost. So either we add drawers, take drawers out.
10: What are the most popular things that people come in asking you for? I mean, is it which closet or what kind of space? The number one spaces we're doing right now is the master of private. Mary Bedroom. Okay, Uh, the bedroom closet. I want all the drawers. I want a place to sit. I want a spot for everything, for my ties or for my rings or earrings. Pantry. Yeah.
8: Or sometimes people have one son or daughter who has a really troubled closet and they really need to get that space (laughs) organized. Troubled closet, yes. Because the bedroom is just in chaos. They need to get more stuff in the closet to to free up all the clutter in the bedroom.
7: Some people will start with just, you know, that one simple reach-in. They're like, okay, I just need shelving or I need more hanging on the this space, but then they come back because they realize that it's made such a big difference in their life and they can find their stuff and they can put more stuff in there.
10: Katie and Dan are with us from Inspired Closets, Milwaukee. The other place that is totally not a closet, but that you can transform and make life changes to is the garage. And I know that gets popular around spring.
8: Yes, it does. One of the things we talk about is like, have you ever like pulled up to your garage and your wife or husband says, don't open the garage door. I don't want the neighbors to see what our garage looks like. <laughs> yes, yes.
10: Or the people who don't park either car in either the garage.
8: Car, yes, and the, both cars are parked outside <laughs> yeah. the driveway. We, we can help you. We can help get that organized and make sure you can get one car in, if not two cars in the garage. It doesn't have to be high-priced item. We can do it just with slat wall and getting stuff hanging in it on slat wall and using vertical space instead of trying to use it all horizontal and have items cluttering up the floor. And we can also do cabinets. We can do cabinets that have bypass doors. So that way you can keep your car parked in your garage without having to worry about the swing of the doors coming out and it hitting a car or vehicle, motorcycle, whatever it might be, and the doors just slide bypass side to side. So there's many options.
7: Protecting your valuables, your
10: golf clubs. Well, and your <clears> throat> cars. Throat> and your cars. Right? Because your mm-hmm. cars are costing $20,000, dollars 40000 maybe more, right? With stuff falling on them, that's an issue in my garage, I will admit. So can make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah.
8: Yes, absolutely. Uh, it doesn't have to be behind doors either. It can be just open shelves,
10: whatever the customer is looking for. Oh, fantastic. Great to see you both, Katie and Dan You're from awesome. Inspired Closets, Milwaukee. How do people get in touch with you?
8: Give us a call at 262-439-5577. Or online at inspiredclosetsmilwaukee.com. And that's Closets Within Us.
1: I love an organized closet. It's 929 on WTMJ. Well, it's always great to see WTMJ's Assistant Program Director, Mike Spaulding, with us on a Sunday morning. And I hope I'm not in trouble, Mike.
4: No, you're absolutely not. This is a good visit, (laughs) one of the rare good visits.
1: (laughs) Oh, thank you, thank you. No, really, I did ask you to come in because we are so excited because tomorrow we've got a brand new lineup on the station. And we've got, you know, things that we've had for a while, and then some new additions. And let's talk a little bit about it because the first thing that's gonna change is at five o'clock in the morning.
4: Yeah, five o'clock in the morning, Libby, and thank you for having me on today. Twenty-four hours from now, a little less than twenty-four hours from now, we'll be launching. Essentially, what's a new lineup? Weekdays on WTMJ. And yeah, it starts at 5 a.m. We are going to be airing the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yankee starting at five. We're very excited for the show for a couple of reasons. One, it brings local content back to the airwaves in the five o'clock hour, which we've heard from fans that they miss. So it's going to allow us to get a local voice hosting a show, but also allow us to add some news in the hour as well. So we're very excited to bring back the 5 a.m. and the 5.30 newscast ahead of Wisconsin's morning news.
1: And speaking of news, I mean, we're not doing anything
4: to Vince and Eric. Absolutely, yes. They're going to be right where they are, Wisconsin's morning news, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. It'll be the same show that people have come to know and love. You'll notice a few tweaks here and there, but overall the format is going to stay the same. And as we go through the lineup too, Libby, I think what you're going to notice in here is we have rededicated ourselves to being a news and information station. And what I mean by that is being able to talk about the issues that matter through the lens of news, whether that's reporting, whether that's getting interviewed with newsmakers, whether that's having relevant topics for our audience and our fans to to listen to. That's the overarching goal as we kind of go through the rest of this lineup. But yes, not to get off topic, Vince and Eric, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday.
1: And talking about trusted and relevant news, you know, I'm a huge fan of Steve Scafidi. And he is He knows so much about politics, not just locally, but he has sources not just through the state of Wisconsin, but all over the country. And we are really going to highlight that with the Political Power Hour. Yeah,
4: if you're a regular listener of the WTMJ Now, or the Steve Scafidi Show, as it was previously known as, you know, he has this really powerful hour of radio on Friday mornings with Bill McCosh and Joe Zipecki, both political strategists, some work in D.C. as well as Madison. And the idea was to take that segment and not just use Joe and Bill, but look at politics from the journalistic standpoint, from the politicians themselves, from analysts, as we kind of ramp up and look at what a big year this is really going to be for the state of Wisconsin, and the country, as we have a presidential election taking place in November. And then in July, we have the Republican National Convention here. So being able to allow Steve to do what he does best is something we're really excited for. And outside of just his show on the air from 9 to 10, he's also going to be hosting and leading our political coverage on the digital footprint, which means podcasts, which means exclusives on wdtmj.com and the wdtmj mobile app. And if you're a fan of Steve for His other eclectic interests, whether that's talking with chefs or talking about current events, he's still going to have the Scafidiology podcast as well online as we put a focus on what our digital footprint looks like.
1: I can't wait for that. Now, let's talk about Jeff Sherman because a lot of people are aware of him, but we haven't really heard him regularly on the radio.
4: A guy behind the scenes of a lot of stuff. He runs the Westtown Association Association here in downtown Milwaukee, which is where our Avenue studios are located. He's also been instrumental in working on projects like The Hop and some major other developments in downtown. And so he's a guy that's been working behind the scenes that would always be able to fill you in on what's going on. And now we're just putting him in front of a microphone to be able to tell some of those stories and do some of that work in front of a mic in more of a front-facing way. So we're very excited. Jeff is a, a guy that's in the know, maybe almost more than anybody in this building. So we're super excited to be able to add him. And it is a new voice. This is the kind of the first time you're hearing a new voice on the station in a while. So we're very excited to add Jeff.
1: Well, Greg Matsix has a new partner beginning at 11 o'clock in the morning, but people are familiar with her.
4: Absolutely. So the Midday News Show, we're going to have Wisconsin's Midday News building on the trusted brands we've had in the morning and the afternoon with uh, Eric and Vince and then John Mercure, obviously, in the afternoons. So we're going to be giving Greg some space to explore the news world a little bit as part of Wisconsin's Midday News from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. And his partner, as you mentioned, we're very excited. Another new voice to TMJ, Jessica Tai. She is a longtime TV news anchor in the state of Wisconsin. She got her start in lacrosse and was at CBS 58 in Milwaukee for, I, I want to say seven years uh, before she got to WDTMJ. So we're really excited to, to expand Greg Matzik's footprint as the person people know and love, but also add Jessica Ty uh, and her experience in a newsroom and anchoring the news and being around that type of world. So we're looking forward to be able to adding kind of that footprint and touch point for our fans for news in the midday.
2: We
1: are really looking forward to having our new teammates here in the studios with us. And there's another well-known Milwaukee television anchor who's joining us right here on WTMJ. And Assistant Program Director Mike Spaulding reveals who that is in just about 10 minutes right here on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. It's 31 degrees at 941. We're going to get up to about 40 degrees today, 31 at 943 on WTMJ. Well, if you remember... Emotions were extremely raw during the height of the Black Lives Matter movement. An artist in residence at St. Kate, Anwar Floyd Pruitt, talked with me about what happened to him during that time in Madison. You were creating a mural and you were attacked. What happened?
6: It's a summer day. It's on State Street. This was a commissioned mural.
1: You Uh, were doing graffiti or anything. Yeah. Yeah. And
6: so people would stop and they wanted to talk. There was a person who was drunk in the middle of the day on State Street. I was holding a large stencil that said Black Lives Matter, right? And so I was about to start stenciling that. And he lunged at me. I was standing inside of a bus stop. So the wind wasn't blowing my stencil away. So I found myself sort of cornered in this bus stop. And I didn't realize that... This person was antagonistic when they first came up to me and wanted to know, hey, what are you doing? I'm painting a Black Lives Matter mural. And he wasn't really there for a conversation. He was drunk. He was angry. He wanted to know why his life didn't matter. It's a white gentleman in his 50s, probably getting drunk in the middle of the day. And he attacked me physically. Physically, Yes. He assaulted me. And I ended up fracturing my hand when defending myself.
1: You can hear my entire conversation with the artist in residence at Saint Kate the Arts Hotel, Anwar Floyd Pruitt. It's going to be today at eleven, right after the Acunet Mortgage and Realty show. And Anwar is not just an artist; he's fascinating. He had a, a scholarship to to Harvard. He worked in New York for a while. Uh, art is his really. True passion, he talks about that. He's, it's, he's a fun guy. You have to listen to it. And, again, it's conversations right after the academic Mortgage and Realty Show. Uh 945, you're a minute away from Brandon Snyden Sports, right here on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News.
3: A rough weekend of college hoops last night for Wisconsin will begin with the Badgers, who in a nail-biting Big Ten road matchup fell just short as Iowa edged out number 20 Wisconsin by a final score of 88 to 86 in overtime Tony Perkins emerged as the hero for the Hawkeyes unfortunately he sunk a crucial layup with just one point3 seconds left the Badgers had one last final shot but they fell just short despite that effort though which was highlighted by Stephen Carls 22 points they faltered in multiple key moments in that second half including at the end of overtime Max Klesmans missed three-pointer late in the Iowa's defensive stand as time expired. Proved to be the decisive factor in the Badgers' loss once again. The 17 and 9 Badgers will return back to Madtown on Tuesday night to host Maryland. The number four ranked Marquette Golden Eagles snapped their eight game win streak on Saturday afternoon. This one on the road, just like the Badgers, and a showdown for Big East supremacy. Top ranked yukon dominating number four Marquette from start to finish in this one, finishing it off with an 81 to 53 victory. Cam Jones led the Eagles with 15 points, but just not enough for Marquette. They'll look to bounce back again coming up with a three-game homestand. The two teams will meet again on March 6th in Milwaukee, UConn, and Marquette. But first for Shaka Smart and his squad as a three-game homestand starting with DePaul on Wednesday. From two teams who took losses to one team, well, who seems to not be able to lose. The Milwaukee Admirals knocking out the Manitoba Moose yesterday afternoon to win their not-one, not their second, but their 16th straight game. This one by a final of 4-0 The ad's also securing their fourth straight shutout on the road. And lastly, here's some NBA news according to Chris Haynes of TNT. The Monkey Bucks submitting a bid for the 2027 or 2028 NBA All-Star Game to be held in Milwaukee at the Pfizer Forum. I'm Brandon Snide, WTMJ Sports.
1: Thanks a lot, Brandon. Of course, the Daytona 500 is later on today, too, so a lot of fans out there are going to be watching that one. Uh, 948, we're going to get back to Mike Spaulding, our conversation with him, finding out about the brand new lineup coming this week to WTMJ. Who's the other TV news anchor who's going to join us? He's going to tell you right after this.
0: WTMJ, W277CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station.
1: February, we've got some pretty decent weather ahead of us. As a matter of fact, today we're going to see those temperatures getting up to about 40 degrees. It's going to be sunny, breezy. Yeah, there's going to be a few wind gusts out there, but not so bad. Then tonight, clear down to 24. Tomorrow looks partly cloudy, 40 for a high. Warming up on Tuesday, we'll get up to 46, little chance of some sprinkles out there. Then Wednesday, a slight chance of rain, but it's going to be partly to mostly cloudy in a high of 51 degrees. Our temperatures right now, Elkhart Lake has 29, Muskego's at 32, Lake Geneva has 32 degrees, and we have 32 degrees at WTMJ at 951. And let's go back to our conversation with our assistant program director right here at WTMJ, Mike Spaulding here is a show I know a lot of people are looking forward to because she has a lot of fans and that's Kristen Bry is going to be spanning the state
4: we're super excited, I feel like a broken record saying we're super excited to add all these people but we really are and Kristen is a voice that has been on WTMJ before, she's hosted WTMJ Nights, she's been with Steve Scafidi she did a stint on the morning show with Vince and Eric for a while so she went off for the past year and did her own thing hosting her own radio show and as we started retooling the lineup it was like all right, where are we going to find some fresh new voices that are do have a following because of what she does with Asgos Wisconsin and what she's able to do in the digital world. So being able to add her, her ability to take big, complex topics and break them down into understandable, palatable topics and segment ideas is something we're, we're excited. And also to live up to that Wisconsin's radio station name, where we're actually going to go and find the newsmakers in the communities across the state and be able to kind of get that firsthand knowledge of what is it actually like you know in the north woods right now with no snow you know what are they feeling up there what is going on in western wisconsin as we see some hospital closures and things along those lines so really excited to be able to add to our wisconsin's radio station by really being the voice of the state
1: and of course wisconsin's afternoon news Uh, john mccure has been there for quite a while but again another new personality is joining us, but everybody knows who she is.
4: Yes, absolutely. Julia Fellow from TMJ4 will be joining John Mercure on the afternoon show. And what we're really excited about for this one is you're getting two hosts on a show that dubs itself as you know one of the most listened to news shows in the state is that you're getting two people who both have investigative journalists in their background. So it's going to allow us to expand the brand of what WTMJ News looks like and really create some news on our own because you have people who have sources that have the experience of being able to dig into topics. So you're really adding some firepower in a Julia to uh, the afternoon show and, and pairing her with John, and both of them have known each other for a long time for their work in television. So we're really looking forward to that one.
1: Of course, a good friend of ours, Sandy Max, she's still going to be here at 6 o'clock.
4: Yeah, and Sandy, actually, her show, What's on Tap, was one of the catalysts for being able to do something like this as a station. It it was an opportunity when we launched the show back in November to look at what are we missing? Like, what are we not touching on? We have a lot of people that can do hard news. We have a lot of people that can do opinion talk. But what we didn't have was a, a show that touched on culture and really connected culture to what is happening bigger picture. And yeah, it's great. We have a great thriving art scene and all this kind of stuff, but that goes beyond just people who are interested in going to see plays, going to see concerts, going to to art museums. It plays a role in our overall, you know, quality of life in the state of Wisconsin. So Sandy was one of the catalysts for being able to do this. So we're very excited to help her continue. And you'll be hearing her too on more shows as well, as we go through the process of uh, the new WTMJ lineup.
1: Now, of course we know, and we love him, Brian Noonan, he has so many fans out there, and he's still going to be here with us in the evening.
4: He absolutely is. So the biggest change for Wisconsin, or WTMJ Nights is that it's getting a name change and a bit of a, a refresh. It's going to be henceforth known as WTMJ at Night. The idea was it aligns the show with what we're doing on a station as a whole. You know, there's going to be a bit more of a news peg to what's going on. We don't want to stifle Brian. He has a great comedic sense. He brings some irreverent stories and an irreverent personality to the station, and certainly didn't want to muzzle that whatsoever. So he'll be tackling the news of the day with his own little bit of flair. So we're very excited to to continue on with Brian Noonan on the station.
1: Well, I am so delighted with all of our new partners who are joining us here and can't wait to work with them. And I know that there's going to be a great digital presence as well, which is great if you work during the day. You can hear these shows on your own time too.
4: Absolutely. We're going to be podcasting all the shows just as we have. They'll be up on Apple and Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, the WTMJ mobile app, you can find them on WTMJ.com. Wherever you want to find us, however you want to find us, we are going to be there.
1: And I know you could. if you missed what we were talking about, the whole lineup, if you want to see all of it, you can go to our talk and text line and just text the word lineup and it will be sent directly to you
4: it absolutely will mike spaulding always great to have you here thanks libby appreciate the invite
1: i've been on radio a long time and i've worked with a lot of people through the years but i can't even begin to tell you um how happy i am with uh not just our our current teammates you know i mean Like Vince and Eric and Steve and Greg and and John and Sandy and Brian, but to welcome some new people here and really some fresh perspectives with uh, Jeff Sherman, Jessica Tai, Kristen Bry, Julia Field, it's. Really, we're we're excited about this, and I hope that, that you are, too, because um, our mission is definitely trusted and relevant news, and hopefully we are bringing that to you on Sunday mornings as well, and I will continue to be here, so we're excited about that, too. And the other thing that we're so happy is, of course, every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, You can hear Brian and uh, Brian Wickard, and uh, this morning he's joined by Tim Holdman. David's got the day off, but you know, they're going to be talking about something that a lot of people have been discussing, and that is all of a sudden, it seems this week there were so many economic reports that were released. Well, they're going to tell you why, and in addition to that, The importance behind it and how that's going to affect you, whether you are selling a home, buying a home, or just even thinking about getting a new residence somewhere in the next year or two. And that, of course, is on the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show right after the news. And then I'm going to be back at 11, our conversation with artist-in-residence at St. Kate the Arts Hotel, Anwar Floyd Pruitt. It's a good one. You don't want to miss it. And it's all ahead right here on... WTMJ.